Welcome to That 30 Show, a podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, and the surprising parts of our 30s. I'm G, and I'm almost 30. My 20s are filled with milestone moments from graduating university to starting a career and moving out for the first time. I'm mostly excited about what this next decade will bring, and I've got an overwhelming feeling that the best years are yet to come. And I'm David. I'm already in my mid-30s. I used to have no back pain or trouble sleeping, but now I live off a healthy diet of self-help books and dream of being in bed by 10pm every night. Join us each week as we try to figure out together what life in your 30s is all about. <laughs> first official podcast how's it uh, how's it feel and it's a new year so new year new of, us a lot of new things happening at once yeah welcome to the podcast guys so we wanted to start this podcast to just talk about our 30s because uh as we mentioned um gee you're just you're about to turn 30 it's a really exciting year for you and uh, i'm a few years ahead of you so what does life look like in your 30s, what challenges will we face? How will we overcome them? What kind of discoveries will we make about ourselves? I think it's a good time for us to just document um, our journey through our 30s. I'm sure a lot of people are going through the same thing if they are 30. And it's just a fun, fun little podcast for us to, uh, to talk about the differences between our 30s and our 20s. There's quite a few, I think. I mean, so you're turning 30. Uh, when's your birthday? I should know this. <laughs> but it's don't. in April. It's in April. I've got four months to uh, accomplish <laughs> all that I want to accomplish by the time I'm 30. I'm guessing you, like most people, had like an idea of where you would be when you're turning 30. I don't, I don't think I did. Our audiences know this, but I'm a very go-with-the-flow kind of person. So I don't think I necessarily had a had an idea of what my 30s would look like. I think most people have, for example, the most common one that I think I know just from my friends is that it's like, oh, I want to be married by the time I turn 30. And I think uh, safe to say that that's not happening for either of us as we're both currently. <laughs> Can I say that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're both currently single. Currently single. Maybe that's why we're trying to figure this, use this podcast, figure out what's what's wrong with us. <laughs> what did we do wrong? <laughs> Where, where did, where did life we not go according to? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> but no, can I ask you, like, what what does turning thirty mean to you then? Even though you're someone who goes with the flow, I don't know. I feel pretty optimistic about turning thirty. I think because I feel like for most of my twenties, it was trying to figure stuff out in terms of okay, what is my career going to look like? What am I going to do after university? Like you know, who are my super close friend groups and things like that. And like, you know, I don't have it all figured out. Obviously, I'm only 30. Um, but I feel like I have more of that figured out. And then in my 30s, I feel like I can live life more. I don't know. You know, I, I think that's a really good point. Because I was actually thinking about this earlier when I was trying to think about, um, yeah, just, you know, what's what are we bringing into the conversation here every week? And what your perspective is, what your experience is. And I actually think that for someone who's just turning 30, I was trying to think like, what aspect does G not have her shit together? And I couldn't come up with anything. And so maybe this podcast doesn't need to exist because we already figured our shit out. Or at least you figured your shit out. All right. That's we... all, folks. We're done. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I think, you know, you go into your 30s and you realize you're like, oh, crap. You know, I'm not where I thought I'd be. And I'm sort of having a bit of a quarter life crisis. 
uh, my career is, you know, maybe just starting to take off or I'm going back to grad school recently, I just graduated. And your 30s is when you really discover yourself. But I actually think that you are kind of way ahead of the curve <laughs> for someone just turning 30 in terms of discovering yourself. In terms of discovering myself, sure. But I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm going to learn in my 30s still, right? Like in, in my 20s, I think I figured a lot of things out in terms of who I am, who I want to be. But in my 30s, I don't know. It, it's a it's a journey, right? There's going to be forever things to figure out. So what's 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 one thing that comes to mind as something that you feel your 30s are really going to sort of help you uh, discover and uh, understand more about life and yourself? Um, well, in my 30s, I think I still have to learn about who I would be in a relationship. That's one area, right? And I think a lot of people do use their 30s to um, really settle down in terms of what they know they want in a relationship because um, they know themselves more. I think for me, 30s, a lot of people, I think, associate 30s with starting a family. I think most people who start a family do start the families in the 30s. Like I'm certainly at that age. How often have you gone to group hangouts uh, with friends where babies are now there? Is that a thing for you? Because that's certainly happening a lot more for me in the past two years. Not yet for me, but I can see it happening pretty quickly. Like I think in the past year, I've had I have had several friends get engaged and prior to that didn't really happen. I feel like it all happened within the last year or so. So I feel yeah. like that is going to accelerate pretty quickly after that. And, you know, yeah. more and more people are going to be getting engaged and having babies and all all that stuff. Right. So I think that's a, that's, a, that's a big thing. Yeah. Figuring out like um, your family situation, creating a family. You know, the other week I went to a friend's birthday dinner. It was very low key, very small. Um, but because they had a one year old, the dinner ended at like 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah. So like stuff like that, right? It's like, okay, it's a new life. It's a new life that we're sort of creating for ourselves now. It's, even if we don't have kids, our friends have kids or they're going to have kids. I think friendships are also harder, right? Because people settle down into their close relationships or families. And it's people are a lot harder. And you got to make so much more effort to maintain those friendships. I don't know if you relate. I certainly have had challenges sort of keeping those friendships alive, I think, because it takes so much more active, conscious effort. That is one thing I'm anticipating in my 30s. You're talking about, you know, starting a family and all that stuff. So, But I think it's not just about ourselves. It's like everyone around you and your friend groups. And yeah, like everyone's changing. Navigating that. I feel like in our 20s, like from early 20s to where maybe not you but I was like partying every day and going out and <laughs> I party my own way <laughs> um to like late 20s where you know not everyone's married yet and so it's not that big of a change or shift at least for me and my friend groups but I think in our 30s I think I'm really gonna see that shift starting to come in to where people are more focused on family and their relationships and maybe less on um, going to raves. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. So as we continue this podcast, there will be less podcasts being recorded while you're hungover and more being recorded after you've had a full night's of sleep. Oh, Probably. I hope so. Hope so. Yeah. So uh, before we, I guess, uh, go too much more into sort of what we think our next decade's going to look like, we got to do a recap because it's January. And we, uh, we just finished 2022. So 
Yep. What better way to start the new year than to do a recap of the this past year? So today is January 8th. Before we dive into our New Year's resolutions, we should probably take a look at what happened in 2022. Our first, uh, I guess, little topic here is going to be our reflections and um, some of our highlights from, from 2022. So First, I went to Italy and Greece. That was my big trip for the year. That was a very highly anticipated trip because that was going to happen in 2020, but because of the pandemic, it didn't pan out. So uh, it ended up happening earlier this year. And I think one thing that made it just really special was, first of all, going with my best friend, which we've... um, Have you traveled with this friend before? Yeah, but not by ourselves just the two of us. And neither of us had ever been to Europe. So that was kind of an experience on its own. Traveling often tests friendships. We don't have to get into details, but I just, I'm so nosy. I have to ask, like, were there any bumps along the way? Nothing major, but I I feel like when, when you're in kind of like the stressful situation of having traveled all day, trying to get to your hotel and not knowing where to go, trying to navigate it, you know, People get grumpy, so it's yeah. it's more of that stuff. It was never any anything major. But that was so that was a highlight for you, right? And I think that's a really common highlight for everyone. You know, when our office did a uh, like a slideshow where everyone submitted their favorite photo from the past year, like everyone submitted travel photos, and I feel yeah. like it's always it's probably the most common and universally shared thing. It's like, oh, where are you going to travel this year? Where did you travel? And it's always the highlight. What what makes it for you a highlight? The first thing was that that was sort of the major travel after the pandemic. So that in itself, I think everyone can share, you know, traveling again after not being able to for the better part of two years, I think is, um, is just freeing. Like you can go to places again and other places. For me, Italy in particular, it was just number one on my bucket list for a really long time. I think, um, there was just something magical about Italy. <laughs> I don't know. I can't really explain it, but I feel like every every area in Italy is is different and just to see monuments and buildings that have been there for that long, like we don't really have that in Canada. Um Well, you get that so, everywhere in Europe, the old buildings, not just yeah, in Italy. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just something magical about it. Well, I mean, I have to say that I agree that if I, I've been to Europe a couple of times, but I haven't been to Italy. And I think Italy is my top destination. And I think the reason I say that is because just from pop culture, I get the sense that Italy is super romantic. <laughs> like it's, I don't know, it's it's like, you know, Venice, you know, you, you got the the gondolas and, and stuff. Did you go on a gondola? Because it's overpriced, right? I've, I've heard we that. We did it's just... go on the very overpriced gondola for like the experience. It's one of those things you have, have to do. Our, you have to. But I don't know. We didn't have, <laughs> our person didn't sing and I was sort of getting seasick. And so... <laughs> So it wasn't actually that, it wasn't that amazing. It was a cool experience. Like it's something that you have to do, right? But um, to me, yeah, I mean, it's always in the movies and it's, it's not even about, so I didn't, I obviously went with my best friend. So it wasn't like romantic situation in the sense that, you know, when you go, when you go with a partner, but it almost felt like you were like romanticizing your own life in a way. Like <laughs> if you're walking, looking, walking to the soundtrack of your own life, you have this music yeah, playing in your head. Walking through the streets of Venice and <laughs> you, yeah, you almost have this like track playing in your own head when you're wandering and getting lost. And 
I, I honestly felt that the most in Italy because we we did a stop in Greece too. And Greece was awesome. It was like a, a party town. We went to Mykonos and that was super fun. But being in Italy felt like a personal romanticizing you're of, like in of a, my life. You were like in your own fairy tale. Yeah. I think traveling is just as much the experience of being with someone you really get along with or 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 that you share a close bond with and you can experience adventures together. It's almost like it doesn't matter as much where you are as but as who much you're as with. If, yes. I don't know. Am I Cheesy. being too cliche? Am I being too cliche with that? <laughs> but what about for solo travelers then? That's a good point. Yeah. I'm not that interested in Europe, I have to say. After going to Europe a few times now, I rather go to more like an outdoorsy adventure nature stuff. Europe is just, oh, here's a church that's 100 years old. Oh, here's a church that's 250 years old. Here's another church. Yeah, see, it's- for me, I, I really like that. I like looking at old uh, buildings and architecture and cobblestones. I like cobblestones. There's a lot of that <laughs> like, in Europe. So Just go to Gastown. <laughs> <laughs> You, is that wait same. no? You live in Yale Town. Are there cobblestones in Yale Town? I don't think so. There right? are cobblestones in Yale Town. It's one you... street of cobblestone. Anyway, so you traveled. Nice. What else uh, stood out to you for your 2022? I feel like the rest of my um, points are more reflective. But just one more thing I wanted to say about travel is that, uh, and that's kind of the difference between your 20s and 30s, and also what I'm anticipating for the next year is that earlier in your 20s, you don't get to travel as much, right? You are like doing budget traveling. A lot of hostels. A lot of hostels, which, you know, could be good. Builds character. Has its own charm, right? yes. Yeah. But I think, you know, going into the 30s, you get to travel more and you get to do more luxurious styles of traveling. Yeah, I've actually never been backpacking or doing the hostel Thing, which I feel like is one thing that I missed out in my 20s and I guess I could still do but I just don't really have a desire to do that anymore. I totally agree. I think early 20s or in your 20s traveling is checking off as many things as possible, right? Your days are packed. It's go, go, go. Um, it's you're living frugally and it's you're just going for the experience. As you go into your 30s, at least for, for me, it's about not necessarily going to 10 cities in 10 days. It's like, can I, can I go to one city for one week and just really have a nice, relaxing, but still, you know, interesting, eventful vacation. But I don't want to have to be running around the, co- the, the continents or the country. And I'm certainly not living in a hostel. I'm having my own bathroom, right? <laughs> it's like the food too. I feel like when you're in your early, you're trying to budget food and like, now I can yes. actually go and experience the, finer dining and like it's it's a different experience. No, that's true. I mean, unless you're going to like Michelin star restaurants, I think at this age, at our general income sort of bracket, you, um, I don't know, I don't really budget for food. You just go wherever you want, right? Like you just eat mm-hmm. out every day and you just go to a restaurant you want and it's, you don't really have to think about it too much. Which honestly uh, is part of the experience for me traveling, like is to go and Exactly. Eat the food from the country. That is one of my favorite parts. I have a I have a bit of a reflection and it's completely off topic from traveling now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I realized this year, I don't even know if it's if it's necessarily this year or if it's since 2020 or since the pandemic to where we're home all the time and we have a lot more time because we're not um, 
commuting to work or and we're not hanging with our friends all the time. I feel like in the past few years, I've been more more and more like unproductive or procrastinating, being on my phone a lot more because we have all these social media apps now. I, I feel like I learned this past year that being unproductive can really put you into a deep funk and like it makes you really be in a bad mood. I feel like I, I experienced that a lot this past year and I don't I don't exactly know why this past year, but that's probably an obvious one because you know, if you're not productive, you're not in a good mood. But I just found that this year it was pretty prevalent in my life. I'm surprised to hear this from you. I, I wouldn't expect this from you. You're the person that inspires other people to be productive. So I guess you're, uh, you're, you're also human is, is what I'm learning. <laughs> Maybe it's the pressure of that. If I feel like I'm not being productive, like if I had a day, for example, where at the end of the day and I'm doing my reflection and I'm like, well, what did I do Nothing today? Happened. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you have a few consistent days of that, it just puts you into a funk, like especially at the end of the week when you're doing some weekly reflections and you're like, what did I even do this week? Um, I, I'm going to go on a limb without doing any market research or surveys and say that that's probably 99% of people out there can relate. Yeah, I, I think so. certainly can relate to that. You know, that's actually one of my biggest problems. And it's not just in this past year, but certainly I, I'll talk about it too. But it's something that um, that I struggle with as well. And I think this idea that unpro unproductivity, whatever that means to you, can spiral out is huge. And that's one of, one of something for me, right? It's kind of like going to the gym, I think. When you go to the gym consistently, it's so much easier to go each time because it's just it becomes part of your lifestyle. Uh, once you break up your workout routine because you're on holiday for two weeks and you have to get back into it, it's so much harder. Maybe that's the same if you're unproductive for a few days. It's so much harder to, you know, living the life that you know you you, you, you that will make you happy. But it's, I don't know, it's a lot harder at, for, for, for sure for me anyway. Do you think this is a, a millennial thing? I hear that quite often that um, it's our generation that has to just be productive all the time and earlier generations would rather have time when they're not doing anything and it's millennials that are like go 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 <laughs> and if we're not doing something we're not being productive i i love that question i think that for sure generationally there's a there's there's something going on for example the older generation grew up during a time when technology was less prevalent and yeah. when there when there were less distractions and so you would have to make life meaningful and interesting with far less now we're bombarded. That's why the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once resonate with so many people because it's kind of like the movie for the internet generation. So much is happening. It's crazy. It's chaotic. But it works because our attention span is five seconds. And it, it's, it's like we get numb because we're exposed to so much information, so much entertainment. What we need in order to have a reaction, to have an emotion, I think it keeps getting increased because we get desensitized, I think. But the older generation probably didn't have that. You know, when the TV came came about, it was so novel. Like radio was already really interesting for them. And then TV came about and then like, this is everything. And now we have on-demand thousands and thousands of movies whenever you want to watch. Like, I think we both grew up during a time when we're still looking at the TV schedule and seeing like what movies are playing at 9 p.m. Or like uh, what show is coming up. It's Nothing's on-demand, right? So I think it's a lot easier for older generations to find contentment in life yeah, with less going on. But for us, it's like we got to pack our days in and the idea of being busy 
And that busyness being celebrated is something I feel very passionate about as a topic that I want to fight against. It's like you ask someone, it's like, oh, how's it going? How have you been? Oh, I've been so busy. But like, it's like, oh, I haven't, I've barely got any sleep. But whenever, but whenever you say that, it's almost like a badge of honor to be, oh, I'm so busy as if that's inherently a good thing. I definitely you- feel very passionate about that as well, especially working when people say, I've done so much overtime these past few days, or I've been working from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And it does feel like it's a, a, cele- a celebration or something to show that it's, I don't know, it's like a w- worth thing. Or yes. and, and I definitely feel very strongly against that. Okay. But somehow, yeah, that, that's my reflection. Like somehow I need to look in the mirror and, and say it to myself. I don't know. <laughs> I just made a note. We got to come back and have an entire episode just about our relation to work. That's huge. I have so many thoughts and ideas about it. I think I'm similarly passionate. I'm fighting against this narrative of defining your worth and your life and your status by your work um, and how much work you do. So I love it. Okay. I'm so excited. Let's get back to that in a future episode. 100%. Um, I think it's also just only getting worse and worse, unfortunately, especially with TikTok. You have short form content. It's the thing that everyone wants now. Like people can't even watch a YouTube video anymore. They need a TikTok video that's three minutes long. And YouTube used to be the short form version of like a TV show. I was just thinking recently that I used to ride the SkyTrain every morning with a, a colleague of mine. He was close to retirement at the time. He's now retired. But I would notice that he stared out the window every day and I had a podcast going on while scrolling through my phone every morning (laughs) for the 20 minute train ride and he doesn't even have a phone Um, and he would just stare out the window every day. And I I used to wonder, I'm like, what is, is he not bored? Like, what is he thinking? You know, what's going on inside his head for the 20 minutes that he's riding the SkyTrain? But sometimes I admire it. I'm like, to be that content without all that stimulation. I have to imagine because you and I are both similarly interested in reading self-development books, right? You, you've you obviously come across the idea of boredom being so important for creativity and, and the value of doing nothing. You've heard about that concept, right? Yes, I have. So that's what that your colleague was doing. Yeah. I have never made that into one of my goals before. I, I didn't really feel like that was something I wanted to work on, but Maybe I will add that to my 2023 (laughs) resolution. I had a very similar experience on a bus recently and I had my Kindle and I was just my natural feeling that I really wanted to do. I was just in this mood. It was like morning. I think I was taking a bus to work because of the snow or something like that. And I was just like, wouldn't it be so nice if I just listened to my music and stared out the window and just, you know, had a moment to myself? In my heart, I was like, I really want to do this. It would be so peaceful. I never usually get to do this because I'm driving. So I was like, I'm never on the bus. Why don't I just take this moment to enjoy my nice classical music while staring out the window? But then I could not do it because I was like, this is my chance to read. I don't have a lot of time in my day to read. I better make use of this time to read. And I forced myself to read my book, which I enjoyed. But I felt like if I just took this time to do nothing and stare at the window, which is what I actually wanted to do emotionally in that moment, it was it would be more of a waste almost. Yeah. I think all in all, 
my my takeaway from all this is that it's like a it's like a mental thing to where if you're not doing something all the time, you just feel badly and maybe we should uh we should try and shift that, but that's sort of just my reflection for this past year is that I think there were often times, especially with work that maybe we can talk about in the future where I, it was just an unproductive day and I felt like at the end of the day, I didn't contribute anything to work and uh, it just puts you in a bad mood. So, Yeah, we both don't want to celebrate being busy, but at the same time, you do want to live a productive life where you feel like you're doing meaningful, fulfilling work. And when that's not happening, it's no good either. So balance. Definitely a future future yes. podcast topic for future sure. Future podcast really, topic. We can go, okay. go on for that for a long time.